when it does, if it does, it's because I am in my survival brain and I am not thinking about what I'm saying. I'm thinking about how I feel and I'm thinking about myself and I'm not thinking about you or anything else. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do if you or your spouse are verbally... Take three. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do if you or your spouse are verbally abusive. Yeah, it's a big question, and we have some good answers for it. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Here we go. Okay. Here's the question we found for today. For those of you who say the most mean things when you're fighting with your spouse, why? Why do you do it? What do you get out of it? Trying to understand why my husband does it to me, but I can't ask him because we're currently fighting and I won't get an answer. (laughs) That's a good question. So let's not talk about your spouse being mean to you. Let's talk about you being mean to your spouse. Let's talk about why you would verbally lash out at somebody. First question, does this happen to us? Do we verbally lash out at each other and uh, say mean things? Not not very often at all. Why? Why why is that not part of our relationship? Well, I we've made a commitment to just not tear each other down. But why? Because you can't take those things back. Once once they're said, they're said and whether you meant them or not, they really stick. Yes. That's a very perfect word for yeah. what I was looking for. Yeah. And how do they affect you? If I said something personally mean, I, I use the phrase character assassination. Right. I'm attacking you as a person. I'm not attacking the issue. I'm not attacking your opinion. I'm not criticizing your thoughts or I'm attacking you as a human being. Because you're someone who is very important to me. If you were to say those kind of things to me, like some people can just brush things off, but because you mean something important to me, your your words carry a lot of weight. Yeah. And so if you say those kind of things to me, I'm going to actually believe them. Sure. And, and then I just feel terrible about myself. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been things that you've said to me, not, not as far as character assassinations and, and probably not necessarily when we've been like fighting or saying it out of anger or maliciousness or anything like that. Cause you just don't do that. But there's been things that you've said to me that have hit me really hard that I couldn't figure out, well, why did he say that? And, and did he really mean that? And, mm-hmm. and that stuck with me for a long time. I couldn't just erase them or, or move past them. I, I yeah. couldn't figure out what you meant by it yeah. because it was out of character for, for yeah. you. So um, the question is, why? Why does this happen? And I think we can answer that pretty easily. Well, for me, when it does, if it does, it's because uh, I am in my survival brain and I am not thinking about what I'm saying. I'm I'm thinking about how I feel and I'm thinking about myself and I'm not thinking about you or anything else. Yeah. And um, I don't I don't know that that's everybody's reason why, but I know for myself it's because I'm not be, being conscientious. I mean, you still even when you're fighting, you still have to make conscientious choices yep. to 
not be hurtful. You have to be self-aware and intentional about how you communicate, not what you communicate, but how you communicate. I think the primary reason this happens, why people choose to be mean and say mean and hurtful things to their spouse is because of their immaturity. They don't have the ability or the willingness to continue to discuss the issue on the merits of the issue or their 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 argument doesn't hold up. And so because they are in a losing state, mm. that survival brain kicks in and they start to attack you personally. Yes. If I can't win the argument, I'm just gonna destroy you as a person. I'm just gonna knock you down so that you don't you don't keep coming at coming back at me. You don't keep yeah. trying to attack me. It's a very immature uh, a, a approach to relationship. It's it also is rooted in the idea of it's difficult to admit you're wrong. Mature people can go. You know what? I really was wrong on this. I misunderstood that. I was thinking the wrong thing. I didn't have enough information. I responded poorly. I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to admit my failures and my mistakes, and I'm still a good person. But people who can't do that, right? will lash out at anyone or anything to keep their their ego state, their their sense of self protected. Right. And the it, only way of doing that is destroying somebody else. It, and doesn't some of that come out of, too, when people don't feel real great about themselves, they do whatever they can yep. to tear the other person down yep. so that they can feel better about themselves. Yeah, it's actually shame-based. Again, people who are uh, who are comfortable with guilt, it says, I've done something wrong, but I'm still a valuable human being. I need to fix whatever I did wrong. I need to make it right. But I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad human being. Mm-hmm. Someone who is rooted in shame, who thinks if I do something bad, I am a bad person. Well, then if you do something wrong, you're a bad person. And I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you how bad of a person you are. Right. That it's rooted in shame. And... Sometimes, rarely, they're they're trying to point it out as a way of helping you. You're a horrible person. You're rude. You're selfish. You're a jerk. You're whatever. And I'm trying to make sure you're aware of that so that you will change that. But most of the time, I'm just lashing out at you because I'm trying to win at all costs. Right. This is actually covered in one of the modules in our Relationship Roadmap series. It's called Brawling versus Boxing. Both brawling and boxing are the same events, two guys punching each other. But when you're brawling, there's no rules, there's no referee, there's no boundaries. And, and, and you're, you're out to do as much damage as you possibly exactly, can. Exactly, because you're trying to survive. You're in a parking lot somewhere trying to fight for your life. Right. Boxing has parameters, has ropes around the edges of the boxing ring. It has, it has a, a referee. referee. It has a timer to make sure that there's a break. And it has rules. You can't punch below the belt. You has gloves, so you're not actually injuring people you're 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 hitting them but you're not trying to damage them for people who don't understand how to spar emotionally spar how to box with somebody and still respect them mm-hmm. a lot of boxers are friends i mean right. it's healthy competition and they fight each other many times throughout their careers but they don't hate the other person they don't they don't disrespect them but a street brawl you hate the other person. Right. You're trying to destroy them. You're trying to win at all costs. And that's usually why people resort to this verbal assault. 
this attack. So what would be something good or what would be a way for someone whose spouse is verbally attacking them that way, calling them names, saying hurtful things like that? When would be a good time to talk to your spouse about that? And how do you go about bringing that up without causing another fight? Yeah. Or is there a way to? Yeah. That's a good question. I'm, it's something that just popped into my mind, and, and you can answer this since you are the um, the expert in relationships. And well, I was like going to say, thanks for listening, everyone. Let's end it right there, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. I, actually, what I was going to say is I want to answer that question. That's an important question. But let's stick on the first question, which is what if you're the one who's doing that. You don't want to hurt your spouse that way, but for whatever reason, your survival brain kicks in and you start lashing out verbally. What should you do then? How do you how do you stop it within yourself? Within yourself? Yeah. That's well, a bigger question. First of all, I have to be aware of it. Self-awareness of is always the first key. Yep. So, so you're asking me that question. So that means that there has to be some level of self-awareness yes, there. Yes, there does. Um, and then I think I think something that is really helpful, um, and it takes a lot of practice, but you have to be able to verbalize out loud to your spouse, I am feeling all of these things towards you right now that yeah. I want to tell you that are hurtful, but I know it's because of the state that I'm in. Right. And so I'm choosing not to say those things, but I've got a lot going on. Right. And right. after that, I don't know what to do. The next thing is you have to have an honest assessment within yourself of how do you actually view your spouse? Do you see them as a person who's worthy of being loved and cared for and respected even when they are wrong, even when they are hurtful, even when they are making mistakes or they're not they're not acting correctly. They might be mean and inappropriate but does that give you permission to be mean and inappropriate back right. to them? Right, exactly. I actually had a couple sitting in my office this week. Um, and I was helping them work through just some of the marriage questions they had. And they said, we don't have the self-control to to treat each other that way. And I said, that's absolutely not true. And you see both their heads tilt sideways like, what do you mean? And I said, you guys have kids? Yeah, we have kids. Do they ever drive you nuts? Yeah. Are they ever selfish? Yeah. Do you ever scream at them and call them horrible names? Do you ever just walk up to them and smack them across the face? Do you ever kick them out of the house? No. Then apparently you have self-control. You choose not to treat them that way. Why? Why do you do it with your kids but not your spouse? Mm. And you can see them and go, oh, okay, crap. Yeah. Apparently we do have self-control. But now the answer is why? Why will you do that with your kids and not with your spouse? And there's a very clear answer. Do you want to know the answer? Well, my guess would be that, that kids can't defend themselves. True, they can't. When you are in a parenting relationship, you already expect to give more than you get. You already understand it is inequitable and that your, your child is not going to be able to respond or do things for you as much as you're going to have to do it for them. You already know you're going to have to give more than you get. 
And so you're okay with that. That's why you have kids. We've had four of them. I have had to give and give and give and give and give and give and give, and I'm never going to get any of that back. And I did it willingly and happily because that was my role as a parent. Right. But when our spouse is there, we go, we're supposed to be equitable. We're so you're supposed to give to me as much as I give to you. And when you're not giving to me, we have that balanced mm. scale in our head. Right. We're weighing it out. And it's like, I've been giving more to you and you haven't been giving more to me. And so I'm going to force you. I'm going to be mean to you. And that's going to make things equitable. I'm going to force you to think about me so that I feel better about myself. Right. It never works. No, it doesn't. It never works. And so what if you went into your marriage the same way you went into parenting? And we're not saying you need to parent your spouse. It's the expectations. It's the internal understanding of the relationship where it is. I know that I am not going to get as much from you, honey, as as you get from me. I'm actually going to try to outserve you. I'm going to try to outlove you. I'm going to try to treat you better than any other person on this planet, even when you're not treating me good. Not because I get something out of it, because it's the right thing to do. Right. Because I want to act within my own integrity and and be able to stand before God and say, I did it, I did things right even when I was being mistreated. My integrity is more important right. than than winning a an argument. Right. At all costs. Sure. That's the piece that's missing from most people. They don't have that personal integrity. They don't have the maturity or the ability or the awareness to say, I will do the right thing, even though it's unfair. People try to go back to this fair thing. I I expect things from my spouse. And if I don't get it, then damn them. I'm going to destroy them. Right. Yeah, that's very true. And we end up having questions like this. We Mm -hmm. end up have people being hurt all the time. Now, back to your original question. What do you do if your spouse is treating this, treating you this way? When do you bring it up? How do you bring it up? Should you bring it up? Well, it's interesting because the thing that I had thought of when I asked that question was something that just popped into my mind of um, talking to your spouse and saying, uh, asking a question, do you love me? Or, or saying, you tell me all the time that you love me, but the words that you use and the way you treat me doesn't show that. Yep. And so why do you use such hurtful words yep. if if you love me and you think I'm valuable? Yep. And yep. and you talked about that that people if they're the ones that are being hurtful and unkind and saying those kind of things, they have to go they have to think about is my spouse valuable? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And so I just thought that was a really interesting Yeah. The best way to approach this is not trying to get them to admit they're doing something wrong, to change their behavior, blah, 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 to have that self-awareness. You can't force someone to have self-awareness. Boy, if you could, my job would be so much easier if you could force someone to have self-awareness. Instead, it, it goes back to boundaries. It simply goes, the last argument we had two nights ago, uh, there was a lot of name calling. You called me this, this, and this. Those things are completely and totally inappropriate. And the next time we're having a conversation and you call me a name, you do some sort of character assassination. You call me um, a specific name or you you make some sort of judgment about me. You're a jerk. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're fat. You're lazy. You're ugly. Anytime you have something that is a personal attack that has nothing to do with the issue, I want to let you know right now I will be walking away. 
the conversation will be done. We will no longer be moving forward in that conversation. And I'm just giving you the heads up now. So I don't, so it's not a surprise to you if that happens the next time we have a fight, because I do not deserve to be treated that way. I'm not going to continue to be treated that way. And if you can't control yourself and are going to continue treating me that way, then we're going to have some real problems in the relationship. And until you can start to get that under control, and agree to those rules. Again, we're taking out of the brawling mentality mm. and saying there has to be rules, there has to be parameters, right. there has to be boundaries so that this is safe for both people. If you're not willing to play by the rules, then I'm not going to get in the ring with you. Right. It's just never going to happen. If you're going to ignore the ref and try to do dirty, cheap shots and hit below the belt and, you know, put things in your gloves that are going to cause damage, I'm not going to get in the ring and fight. That's the only way to handle this. Mm. Now, that person can probably at that moment start calling you names again. Right. Or making some sort of judgments about you. And that's their prerogative if they want to do that. Or denying that they do it. Or- Correct. But you get to say, doesn't matter what you say or think or, or feel about this. I'm going to put this boundary in place because this is what's safe for me. And I need to do that. That's how you start to approach that if someone else is doing this to you. Whether it's your spouse, whether it's your boss, whether it's someone in the grocery store. Now, again, you can't give them the, the forewarning. You can't give them the heads up. But right. you have that attitude of, I'm not going to get in the ring with you. It never works to try to ele- elevate or escalate to match that kind of bad behavior. Right. No, that now just... Now you just have two people fighting dirty. And yeah. A boxing match ends up being a brawl, and it's just a mess. It's never healthy. It's never good. That's what I would suggest for individuals who are trying to figure this out and how to not verbally assassinate each other in the middle of a conflict. That's great because I would I would try to get to the why are you doing this to me, and they're probably just never like not really going to ever have an answer. At, least, at least not with you. If they might find an answer if they went and started to do their work. They're sure. trying to do uh, self-awareness work, counseling work. They're reading self-help books. They're trying to discover and figure that out for themselves. But that's their work to do, not yours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What I hope people recognize is, is this is actually something we have already built into the Relationship Roadmap program. That's why we've built it in, because this is the one thing that you have to knock off. You have to stop doing it. It sabotages your conflict resolution skills. And then there's two other things you have to start doing to make conflict resolution as healthy and productive as possible. And when you start doing those two things, conflict resolution happens very, very fast, very, very easy. And very, very infrequently because you're not having conflict anymore. Right. You, you can go for days and weeks and even months without having any fights because you've worked on the other two areas of communication and connection. The relationship roadmap is designed specifically for this issue and for your entire marriage overall. You work on the three C's again connection, communication, and conflict resolution. Each one of those has an area that will sabotage it. And each of them have two things you need to work on. It's very simple to, uh, to understand. We've built the program. It's one hour in length. Technically, it's 62 minutes. So it's an hour and two minutes. Each video is about five to six minutes long. There's 10 videos. We don't want to make it a, a ton of time. We don't want to make it complex. It's super easy. And in the program, you get um, uh, visual I call them visual reminders or worksheets you can print out and you can hang them on the fridge. So that it's like, oh, yeah, 
brawling versus boxing. In fact, yeah. this couple I worked with, I printed off a sheet and I gave it to them and had them hang it up in, in their house to remind them over the weekend, you have to be in a boxing mentality, not a brawling mentality. Right. If you can do that, then you, this marriage will make it. We want as many people to have access to this. That's why we've priced it at an incredibly reasonable price. You can go to securemarriage.com right now and it's right at the top of the homepage. You can click on it, buy it right there and have access to it within the next two minutes. It's super easy to go through and we want as many people as possible to have access to it. So securemarriage.com, download it and buy it but reverse that, <laughs> buy it and then download it. Uh, even one more thing on top of that. If, if you're going, yes, this is, this sounds like something that is helpful for us. We've actually made an audio program of the entire thing. So you can watch the videos or if you want to listen to them in the car while you're driving to work or while you're doing the dishes or while you're working out at the gym or taking a walk and whatever, whatever you're doing, and you want to have these tools kind of be reminded. We have audio uh, files you can download of them and, and put them on your phone so that you always have them available. Yeah. I am really excited about this program. Program. We are excited about we this program are. and we wanted to get into as many hands as possible. Best of all, if you go through it and you're going, Paul, this is absolutely rubbish. It doesn't help our marriage at all. You are out of your mind. You don't know what you're talking about. Email us and we'll give you all your money back. You have a 30 day, no questions asked, 100% money back guarantee. Yep. It's going to cost you absolutely nothing to try it. Yeah. Truly. So you've got nothing to lose except everything to gain. Yeah. You might actually have a wonderful marriage where you fight less and feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse where you can get up in the morning and say, I love my spouse more today than the day I married her. Yeah. We want people to have this. We are unapologetic about how good the program is. We've had several people go through it and they said it's it's so funny, it's so engaging. And, and I wish we'd watched. had this when we first got yeah, married 10 years ago. So securemarriage.com by the relationship roadmap. Yeah. Again, hopefully you hear our hearts. We want as many marriages to be as healthy and healed as possible. So that's why we build it. Anyway, that was a good one. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.